so we put this Twitter poll up. Uh, is the expectation for the Packers in the playoffs still Super Bowl or bust, or is it now just a vibe of, are you happy to be in the playoffs? I'll ask both you guys, uh, Ebo, because, again, it was pretty obvious, pretty easy answer for 10 years, or eight years, I should say, because I would even count the last two even without the playoffs. You still thought there was, with Rodgers and McCarthy, uh, year one of the Rodgers injury before the injury, they were fine. And then last year, we were all excited of getting back a healthy Aaron Rodgers. So what is the answer to you? Are you still a Super Bowl or bus guy? Or do you say, nah, I'm just, no way I would have thought playoffs to start this year. I'm beyond happy. They're just in it. Well, when you got Aaron Rodgers, when you have, you know, the most prestigious NFL organization in the land, 13-time NFL champions, and you have you know, high expectations, it's, What's it called? Title Town, right? It's Title Town. That's correct. But then you have, <sighs> see, like Super Bowl or bust. Yes, because it's the Packers. But when you had history going against Matt Lafleur as a first-year head coach, no head coach had ever been to the playoffs, and yada yada yada, and the Green Bay Packers, like my expectations were to just be a 500 team. So I guess right now, I guess I'm happy to be back in the playoffs. I'm I'm happy to be back in the playoffs. I don't think I'd ever say that as a Packers fan. Happy to be back because you had, you know, no head coach had ever done it before. You had the window closing for Aaron Rodgers. You had all the question marks with the staff if they could do it. You have, you know, everything. So I guess I'm ha- my expectations of being seven and nine to nine and seven. I'm just happy to be back in the playoffs. I think I got to vote it. Yeah, I mean it's 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 well said. Uh, what do you think, Nell? Are you just happy to be in the discussion, or do you say, screw that, it's win or nothing? Screw that, it's win or nothing. Oh, Super Bowl or bust, baby. You should reevaluate after every single week. And right now, it looks like, for all intents and purposes, they should be at least a number two seed. Why shouldn't they make it to at least the NFC Championship, the Super Bowl? We have Aaron Rodgers, though he hasn't played very well this year. They have a revamped defense that's playing much better, especially the last five games. Yeah, Super Bowl or bust. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, man, that's a good question. It is. I mean, uh, not, now you say Super Bowl or bust just because you're in the playoffs. Right. Oh, well, but I have to go back to what I was thinking about before the season started and through each week. Correct. And Nelson's totally right right now. Yeah, you're at worst probably going to be the two seed. I think you've got a coin flip chance of being home field advantage. Uh, you'd be a wussy to not say Super Bowl or bust, where you only have to win two games, potentially both of them at home. And that's and you're gonna say you're just happy to be here when you potentially have that in front of you. Uh, but again, it's impossible for me to not think about how destitute things yeah. were the last two years and how low the expectations were to start this season. And I know we always become prisoners of the moment, and Nelson's right. You can totally reevaluate things, but I mean, it's impossible for me to not, you know, just to ignore how low I was on ex, you know, on, on everything going into the season and say this is exactly where I thought they'd be and that I would be a hypocrite to not say I would have been happy to be in this spot, you know, to, even a couple of months ago. Yeah, I mean, I just if 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 we were to tell you Joe or anyone were to tell you if you had like a guy that could time travel had a DeLorean came back and said the Packers are going to make the playoffs this year and it potentially be a one seed mm. before the week 1, what would you have said to that person? You belong in a straight jacket. Uh, yeah, you've 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 gone to to t- too many far dimensions. You, what, you've gone I want to the drugs peril. that you're on. <laughs> I'd also expect Aaron Rodgers to be probably number one in the MVP race too. Yeah, that, that's the other part too. Is yeah. it, 
He's I mean, just a mid-level quarterback. Now. Yeah, I mean, after that Chief game, he had the he had the highest Super Bowl or uh, MVP odds. I don't. I mean, he's not going to finish in the top five. No. Maybe not top ten at this point. So yeah, I mean, I would have believed that after the Chiefs game, when they had gone four and zero without Devonte Adams, three of those four were on the road. Two of them were against playoff teams from a year ago, Cowboys and Chiefs. They were sitting there at seven and one. Rodgers looked like an MVP. Yeah, maybe at that point I would have been like, okay. Maybe I can get behind the Super Bowl. But, yeah, then Rodgers was pretty average at best the last six weeks. Um, I just it's, it's crazy to think about that they are a win away and a loss away from another team to having home field advantage. It's pretty incredible, man. Um, in a, in a, a year where the Packers could be a one seed and the Badgers are in the Rose Bowl, it almost feels like the 90s. It's crazy. I just I just never thought that the Packers could get back to this so quickly with Aaron without you know uh, Aaron Rodgers playing at a high level. So again, does that and I yeah, I mean you already gave your answer and I kind of more am on your side on this. Ebo, does that? I mean, I mean yeah, it, you get greedy now, but but again for the whole for the whole you know if let, let's say they do get home field advantage and let's say they lose in the second round to a three seeded Saints or Seahawks. Are you going to be like, what an absolute waste of a season? Or are you going to be like, man, I can't get too mad. I mean, they, they got 13-3. and three. <laughs> They got a home playoff game. Yeah, I can't believe they lost at home. But are you really going to be pissed? Are you really going to say they choked? Or are you going to say, man, I, I can't be mad no, at all at this season? There's the ultimate future file right there right. of how Packer Nation will be if the Packers get bounced right away, if they do get a bye and home field advantage. Every, I think everyone's going to be pissed. They're going to. It'll be a wasted opportunity. But then you got to take a pump the brakes and take a step back and realize was it really a wasted opportunity or was it, you know, count your blessings that you got there and then how bright the future is going to be moving forward. Do you, I mean do you take that in consideration or I know every year in the NFL yeah is I think different. you have to every I mean, year is different. But yeah. Matt Lafleur is the first year head coach, and they spent nothing. I mean they spent this whole off season building up the defense, which clearly worked. I would assume they're going to spend all of next season building up the offense. So now you could say you could even be more excited next year Wouldn't based it be on crazy? what happens here because if, you're going to say they did it because the Darius Smith and Preston Smith and Adrian Amos were great, uh, but man, that offense stunk. Can you imagine if we only had a good tight end or a couple of good wide receivers? I would assume that's what they're going to do this whole offseason. Can you imagine how excited we're all going to be going into next season? You know what's nuts now that I mean, if its defense stays and holds, if the defense you know is a staple for years to come. And then they have to build an offense. But when you're building this offense, you waited so long that now you have to find Aaron Rodgers' replacement. Yeah. You waited how many years to build an offense? And we're still talking about building an offense. Well, we don't, and we don't know that they're going to build an offense. But you'd, we, think, you'd think right. they would. And we don't know that look it's at the wide receivers. Work. Yeah. But now you have to start actively looking for a replacement for Aaron Rodgers, don't you? I think, it's, I think within a year or two. Yep. Yeah. I think I there's a cheap one in Miami. <laughs> now we're back on this Rosen guy. That guy stinks. <laughs> I might have given you that at the beginning of the season, Nelson. I got to be with Ebo. I think, I think it's time to put Rosen. He's, he's going to be doing the talk show circuit. See I, I think uh, Jeff Janis just opened up his own tire shop in Arizona. <laughs> no, it was a uh, Janis Brothers car wash. Was that what it was? Yeah, it was Janis Brothers car Rosen wash. Rosen can go work there. <laughs> you can work at the car wash. <laughs> <laughs> he might sell property in Arizona, doesn't he? Here, you can do this, Nelson. You can be a celebrity picker on the Daily Action Zone because, like, I'm gone tomorrow. Yeah, we could do celebrity pickers. So maybe Josh Rosen could be the celebrity picker on the Daily Action Zone. Don't feel bad, Bucks fans. The Lakers lost. The 
Nuggets lost, the Rockets lost, all the uh, showcase teams, the best teams in the NBA all were upset yesterday. Uh, It was a bad day to be a favorite on Christmas Day. The Bucks still are the best record in the NBA, better than the Lakers, better than the Nuggets, better than everybody. They're twenty-seven and five. What? So I'm looking at the board. It says is Nelly back to D-bag status. <laughs> Nelson, what did you say this morning before well, was, the show yeah, started? Yeah, he was going after Giannis. Here he here he comes again no, at I the Bucks. I think if you're a Bucks fan, I think watching that game yesterday, <laughs> you should be a little nervous for a seven-game series against the Sixers. Yeah, your fifth loss of the year. Yeah, but you don't play the Sixers every game. You play teams like the Hawks. You play teams like the Warriors. You play a bunch of terrible teams. Yeah, this team can beat a bunch of bad teams. I think they'll be okay. Uh, To be fair to Nelson, the D-bag last year came from actively rooting for Giannis to have a bad game to make a point about one of his points. So hey, I, don't, uh, I mean, raising the point, uh, yes, is uh, I don't buy what Nelson's saying, but I I would need a lot more than that. Uh, but that's that's was pretty the 76ers funny. playing chess while the Bucks were playing checkers during the off season? I mean, yes, the Bucks roster's deep, but they still don't have a true number two. Let's and see. don't try and don't try and say that Chris Middleton's the number two. The Sixers have lost to the Wizards. Oof, they lost to the Nets. Oof. They lost to, let's see here, they have 10 losses on the year. They lost to the Thunder. They lost to the Magic. Who was the guy in the playoffs last year that kind of the gave Jazz, the blueprint the to Nuggets. stop Giannis? Just to see what he did. The 76ers lost to the Suns. <laughs> I think we'll uh, we'll table any uh, any. True... I'll make a bet right now. I bet the, sec- the Sixers beat them. Conference playoffs if they play them. Wow. All right, done. Write it on the board. All right. Uh, I will once we get a pen. Put it on the ball. Nelly, back to betting against his teams again. Now that could be deep. So, I mean, we're not wrong of putting it up on the board. Uh, All right, 608-321-1670. We were talking uh, in the first hour uh, about the Packers and the playoffs um, back in for the first time in three years. And I wanted to know, is there a different vibe for you as a Packer fan? Because... Outside of the first maybe two years of playoffs with Rodgers and McCarthy, I mean, certainly year one when they made the wild card, uh, I don't think there was a Super Bowl expectation. Year two, uh, you know, you snuck in as a 10-6 and team thanks to the New York Giants, you know, punting the ball to Deshaun Jackson. Um, You got hot, won three in a row, and then won the Super Bowl. I don't know that there was Super Bowl expectation going into those playoffs. Certainly after that, the next six years of playoffs, it was Super Bowl or bust. And certainly the last two years, I think even though of not making the playoffs, you go back three years ago, you had a healthy Aaron Rodgers to start the season. You were just coming off a loss in the NFC Championship game. You started out 3-1. and one. You look like the same old Packers, and then he breaks the collarbone. So certainly there was an expectation even to start that season of the playoffs. Then you go to last season, you get back a healthy Aaron Rodgers, uh, you have Mike McCarthy. I think he even admitted that he was coaching for his job, and everybody thought that. So you thought a healthy Rodgers, uh, you know, uh, an inspired McCarthy. Well, that was certainly a playoff or bust team last year, right? Or a Super Bowl or bust team. Yep. So you could basically say, for the, even though two of those years didn't have playoffs, you could certainly say the last eight years, minimum, it's been Super Bowl or bust. I want to know, Packer fans, do you still feel like that with this playoff run? Or... 
Has things changed? Or are you just happy to be in the discussion? Well, I, you know, I already voted happy to be in the playoffs just because when you get your expectations from the start of the season, no head coach had ever been to the playoffs or had no head coach ever had a winning season either for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, that's, I think Vince Lombardi was 500. So, yeah. yes, not a, no one's been above. So the uh, fact that LaFleur's above 500, uh, 12-3, and three, into the playoffs as a first-year head coach, a rookie head coach, with Aaron Rodgers not even playing anywhere close to an MVP level, and no wide receivers besides Devontae Adams to even hang your hat onto, and believe it or not, a running back. When are we ever talking about the Packers having a running back that have led them to the playoffs like this? The fact that every, it's like bizarro world that he's bucking all the trends. I'm just happy to be in the playoffs. I can't. I can't believe it. Seven and nine, nine and seven. I can't believe that the Packers where they at with Aaron Rodgers being as average as he is. Uh, 608-321-1670. Yeah, I, I'm I'm more with you that I'm just happy they're in the discussion. I, I do understand what Nelly was saying earlier of, look, you get in it, you, you can change it on the fly, and you say, look, what are you talking about? They're, they're at worst probably at this point going to be the two seed. Uh, I think they've got a 50-50 shot at getting home field advantage. Are you really going to go into the playoffs if you're the one or two seed saying, nah, we're just happy to nah. be here? I get that, but again, it's impossible for me to not be mad when I would have sold my soul for a playoff run to start the season. Like if I you, didn't think there was any shot there was going to be a playoff run to start the season. Nelly, if you know, you said, and obviously I agree that I want the Packers to win the Super Bowl too. But you said you Super Bowl or bust. If I were to, if someone was to tell you before the season started this year, before Week One, that the Packers are going to be in the playoffs, would you say like, I'm just happy for that then? No, because I would always expect more. Like I didn't expect them to make the playoffs. I thought they were going to be a fringe playoff team at nine and seven, and obviously this year that wouldn't have gotten in. But uh, yeah, once they they make the playoffs, you have Aaron Rodgers. You're supposed to have one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I feel like my expectations would still be Super Bowl. Yeah. Every time they make the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers, I feel like we have a shot at the Super Bowl. This is probably the first year ever. I don't feel as great as I've ever have with Aaron Rodgers. But they're doing the best that they have in. How long? When's the last time they were probably like four years? What's the last time they were twelve and three? Oh, I mean you gotta go or a back. record like yeah, this. No, their record. I mean, you think about this for the record, and to Nelson's point of where you would maybe say it's Super Bowl or bust, as great as the McCarthy and Roger era was, they only had home field advantage once. Think about that. Uh one time did they have home field advantage. If you go with the Favre, they did have the you know the NFC championship you know game what, to Bob. What happened the time they had home field advantage? Yeah, they got bounced bad in the first By round. Eli freaking man. Right. But you think about that, that's more of just a not not about the playoffs, it's more about a signal of how good your regular season was. And obviously McCarthy and Rodgers did a lot together getting to the playoffs eight times. But they they LaFleur with a win Sunday and a loss by the 49ers has already tied <laughs> What McCarthy did as far as home field advantage, which is crazy. So if you think about expectations, uh, why wouldn't you put it at Super Bowl or bust if you have home field advantage? Regardless of if Rodgers is underperforming or regardless is if expectations aren't there, you still have home field advantage with, I think, pretty good shot at it on Sunday. Yeah, I'm well, totally. What's the spread up to now? Four, 13 and four, a half. 13 and a half. What did it open at? At 10? Nine and a half. Nine and a half? My God. Um, do you th- do you feel like the Packers are getting credit nationally? I that's funny because I was I was driving to my sister's yesterday and there was one radio show I could find on Sirius that was actually live because everything was best of you know it's Christmas Day I found one NFL show on Sirius that was live 
And that was exactly the topic. They said, well, how have the Packers not been on the national discussion until now? It's the Green Bay Packers, but they're right. I mean, you think about this season in the NFC. What's the storyline been? First, it was the incredible start of the 49ers. Were they ever going to lose? Then it was the Saints and the comeback of Drew Brees. Then it was the Cowboys and the collapse. And are they going to fire Jason Garrett? When have you ever, what is the national story? And then it's, you know, the Seahawks and Russell Wilson. And is he the MVP? Marshawn Lynch is back. Uh, when has there ever been a discussion this year about the Packers? So you're, to answer your question, no, there's, they have not at all been on the national forefront this season. They've been, no. they, Green Bay Packers, who are always a national story, are a complete background story to this season. Well, I mean, they're 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 big topic in Aaron Rodgers. If you're a national pundit, what's there to really talk about him? He hasn't been great, but he hasn't been bad. What are you going to talk about? An average quarterback? We're going to talk about Aaron Jones, who when you get you just, what's the storylines for the Packers that are exciting people? If you're the national media, though, like what's exciting about the Packers besides their twelve and three, looking at home field advantage? Well, I mean, that would be just, just Aaron Jones. Well, that or that it's that the twelve and three, and I think to your point though is. I think now they are going to be the storyline. I think that they were just flying. That's the whole point of it. I think they were just flying under the radar all season, and nobody was really paying attention to Green Bay because they were either Super Bowl, they were I mean, winning uh, ugly or boring. Or I think they, it's because their, their best defense? players didn't play their best. Yeah, I mean, like Aaron Jones probably has had the best season outside of some of the defensive players, like the Smith brothers. But people don't recognize his name. People don't know his name. He wasn't a Pro Bowler. Yeah. People recognize Aaron Rodgers. People recognize Bakhtiari. But they're having bad seasons for those two players, even though they're pro, pro bowlers. bowlers. Wink, wink. I'm looking at the power rankings right now on Bleacher Report. they got the Ravens, number one. Uh, then the Chiefs at number two. Then you got the Niners at three. And then you got the Saints at four. And then you got the Patriots at five. And believe it or not, the Packers come in at number six for their power rankings. Well, and you think about that. I mean, you say, well, that's cool, but. It, they, I think they're going to be the two or three. If you just extrapolate by seed, they could be one, two, three, or four overall in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, even at six, that's kind of disrespectful. Well, if you look at it in theory. That would be like, unless they lose to the Lions, there's no way they're going to be the fifth or sixth seed uh, in the postseason. Yeah. We all think they're going to be the two seed, right? I think they're going to be the one. Unless they get help. Yeah. But they they locked up a two seed. Yes. You don't think they'll lose to the Lions. In theory... Shouldn't they make it to the conference championship? So in theory, wouldn't they have to win just one game yes. to make it to the Super yeah. Bowl? Correct. I think at this point, the worst. It's got to case... be Super Bowl or bust. Well, you'd see, yeah, I get what you're saying. The, the The comeback to that is if San Francisco wins because they are that much better than everybody else, including Green Bay. Yeah, you might get you know you you're going to get a first round bye. Uh, you'll probably get the Saints in Lambeau. In late January, yeah, I'd pick the Packers in that game, despite you know the the unknown questions. I still think that defense and running God. game is going to beat New Orleans. This is going to be pretty balmy in January, though, if it keeps like this. <laughs> That's true. Personally, I think it would be a toss up if it's in Green Bay. Uh, I would think the Packers would be. I, I like the Packers at home, but to say Super Bowl or bust, they lost thirty seven eight in San Francisco a month ago. I don't know that you could say it. I mean, yes, it's the one-game theory. It's the any given Sunday. It's give Aaron Rodgers one Sunday to, to shine, and he could beat anybody. But I don't know that you could say it as the two-seeded Super Bowl or bust. I think you have to say it as the one-seed, even though you might not believe they're the best team. You're the Packers. You have Aaron Rodgers. Why not? Well, okay, I, I'm saying I agree with that. Say, I'm just saying, do you think you can honestly sell – Going into saying Super Bowl or bust if you got to go to San Francisco? 
You better be able to pray. You better hope that Matt LaFleur knows the guys that he grew up with his whole life better than what he did earlier this year. Well, you just can't get the uh, the California flu, right, Miller? You can't go yeah. out partying. I, I don't think they'd be uh, too worried about that. Well, it'd be the third run. time out in California. Yeah. The third time they're not going to lay a stinker. Stinker against the Chargers, stinker against the Niners the third time. If they win. did... You know what? Strike three, you're out. LaFleur hot seat? <laughs> yeah. Mount notice. <laughs> Surprise LaFleur's never been on Mount Notice, Nelson. How's that happen? He's gotten lucky. He squeaked by. He squeaked by. <laughs> yeah, just that twelve and three year one record. Just hanging on by a thread. Uh six oh eight. He was eleven and four. He might be might be up there. <laughs> uh by the hey, way, I, go uh, ahead. the King RX Hextus tweets in. What's up, Rory? He says the only way for Packer fans to forget about Big Mike is for the quote-unquote wonder boy, Matt LaFleur, to win it all in year one. Yeah, wonder boy. Good quote. <laughs> hey, if he wins it all in year one, I'll, I'll call him wonder I'll boy. I'll call him wonder boy, too. I was going to say, well, you guys, if he gets to the Super Bowl, we call him wonder boy? No, he's got to win it he's all. He's got to win it. Or Matt, now, that he, now that he's officially 40, I'll call him wonder man. That's a tough scene. Got to win Wonder man. Okay, can he be wonder boy if he makes the Super Bowl and wonder man if he wins it? Is 40, is that when you become a yeah, man? you're Mike officially Gundy, a man Mike, yeah, Mike, Gundy. Mike Gundy style? Right. Oh, man, I'm 40. Don't yeah. come after him. Come after me. If they win the Super Bowl, I will officially call Matt LaFleur Wonder Man. Okay, deal. Uh, by the way, on the Twitter poll, uh, what are your expectations for the Packers? Still Super Bowl or bust or just happy they're back in the playoffs? 51% of you happy to be back in the playoffs. 49% Super Bowl or bust. Very close. Twitter poll vote right now. Hope you had a great Christmas. Uh, I, I, it's funny. Uh, you know, I was with uh, my children yesterday, and I don't know if it was my mother or maybe uh, my godmother and aunt. Someone's like, "I have receipts." If you need, I'm like, "No, we don't do that around here." Like, you, you get what you get, kids. Like it or not, take it or leave it. Yeah, I got some returns to do. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. How about you, Nelly? You just got clothes, though, right? Yeah. And- they I'm pretty fit? much a size large for the most part with everything, so yeah. That makes it easy. When, yeah, when it makes it easy. And like Nelson, you said, I love it. I'm so proud of Nelson growing up right before our eyes. That now you're on to the, the final stage of gifts, which is which is clothes, right? When you're a kid, it's toys. Um, then when you get, you know, like teenagers, it becomes like video games and phones and music. And then when you become like in your twenties, the only thing left, like the only gift I ever get anymore, is like clothes. Like we did White Elephant on Christmas Eve, and it was ten to twenty dollars, and it was supposed to be a joke gift. So my wife Jen, she bought a thirty pack of toilet paper. That Too good. I mean, it's practical. Who that thing need got TP? stolen three times in White Elephant. It was the hottest gift there: a roll of toilet paper, Nelson, and everyone there was thirty or above. Did you, you were fighting anyone for toilet paper? Do you guys like White Elephant? There's a big one, by the way, coming. Did you guys see the flyer? There's a big one coming up here next week. Oh, yeah, I did see that. I didn't read the flyer. Maybe you get the I, uh, I toilet paper back Do again. I like White Elephant? I think it's kind of pointless. So we, we changed it now. It's 10 to $20, and it has to be a funny joke gift. And uh, this is the first year I like thoroughly enjoyed all the gifts. Usually I'm like, why I don't want this. I feel like a lot of the stuff you get is junk. Yep. And then if you put an actual limit, but if you make it like a – an actual thing, it's still just kind of, I think it's kind of boring. It's over, well, if your overrated. Family, if your family sucks at getting gifts and funny gifts, then it stinks. We got a, we got a clever family. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm like, we did a white elephant yesterday with all the adults, and same thing, the, the hot items 
where like someone had like a bowl of, or like a box of cocoa puffs. Like that thing got traded like five times. Somebody had like an industrial sized tube of crest. Like I would have to buy <laughs> toothpaste for like a year. Yeah. Like it's funny. Like, yeah. Like, all the kids and grandkids are sitting around like, dude, what's wrong with you people? Can we open our toys now? And we're, like, fighting over, like, cereal and toothpaste. So, so it's awesome. just Nelson, it's it's good. It's just, you've, yeah, you've, but some people go over the top where they get, like, a gift card to say quick trip, and then they got their little snacks, and all of a sudden they've run up a $50. Well, you got to be, you got to do it within the parameters. Exactly. You got to stay within. And then you have other people that are, here's your box of cereal. I, dude, We're by the way, cereal, guess who ended up with Cocoa Puffs? Guess who ended up with a box of Cocoa Puffs? Miller. This guy. I swapped, like, a scarf from the dollar store, a pair of, like, cheap gloves. I had to make three trades. But guess whose box that that the Cocoa Puffs ended up in when I was loading up my car last Joseph night? Joseph Miller. You got it. Yeah. So it all worked out yeah. in the end. Now the kids got something to eat for a week. <laughs> all right. Now, now I don't go grocery. All right, kids. Cereal Dad's not going to you don't have to go grocery shopping for the month it's of January. It's the gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? Right you are, Edward. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll get back to the uh, Packer playoff discussion coming up. But uh, I want to ask you guys, but just in general, not just the Bucks specifically, but in general, do you buy the NBA season starts on Christmas motor? I mean, obviously, I mean, what the Bucks have accomplished already is impressive, but there's so far to go. I mean, we're still in December. We're talking about if the Bucks make the NBA Finals, as a lot of people think they're going to or should. That's in the first part of June. We're still almost six months away from giving a finality to this thing. Um, So to say, look, the 18-game win streak was awesome. Best record in the NBA right now is awesome. But it doesn't matter. What matters was what starts now and in February and in March. Like, do you buy the NBA season starts now, or can you put a lot of stock in this great start the Bucs have had? Well, you put stock in it when it comes to playoff positioning, I guess. But just like when the Bucks beat the Lakers, uh, basically Giannis had said, who cares? You know, Kyle Culver had said, who cares? No one remembers the first half of the season. And just like the Bucks losing yesterday to the Sixers, who really cares? The Bucks are still the best team in the NBA. They're 27-5. and five. Um, the, the game dr- drastically changes once the playoffs start. To me, I mean, yeah, I guess you could say the the NBA season starts yesterday or today, but... I still think the NBA season doesn't really start till playoffs start. If well, you're, yeah. If you're eight or above, maybe, what do you think, around six, seven, eight, nine, ten, like those teams jostling their playoffs start today, maybe, yeah, or yesterday. But if you're the Bucks, your season doesn't start until the playoffs start. The Bucks, we know, the Bucks are the best team in the NBA, and they haven't even hit playoff stride yet. I, yeah, I will say that, and, and you're absolutely right. And maybe that the, it's more for the teams that are just yeah. trying to get into the playoffs, whereas the Bucks, I think the goal is more of what you're going to do. I mean, obviously you have to handle your business right. and do what you do uh, and win to, to, you know, to get momentum going and to prove to you, the league and yourselves that you are one of the best, if not the best team in the NBA. But wait till the playoffs are the Bucks. Then you got to hit that next gear. That's another team's hit the next gear. Yeah, the only thing I would say to that, and 608-321-1670, and I think you're right. The only thing I would say to that is look at the NBA playoffs the last few years. It's kind of been chalk, right? There's not there's not too many, like the best team wins, like Nelson was saying earlier, like in a best of seven, you're not going to get upsets. In the NFL, you can get a hot team on one day where a six seed can beat a one seed. In the, in the NBA, when it's a best of seven, you rarely have upsets, right? Because you're not going to have a, a lower seeded team win four out of seven times. 
So it is more important, I guess, in the reg- – we always think that the NBA regular season doesn't matter and it's only about the playoffs. But when you look at the playoffs, it's usually the best teams record-wise win because they have home court. So how often is it where, you know, a seven seed in an NBA playoffs goes like on a tear and wins 10 games? It never happens. You might get a two seed last year like the Raptors beating the Bucks a one seed in the conference finals. But the idea that like right now the – Brooklyn Nets, who are the seventh seed, are going to be a sleeper to go to the NBA Finals. Like, no, there's no chance. Or Oklahoma City, who's the seventh seed in the West. It's going to be Bucks, Celtics, Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, because those teams have the best record. So, in actuality, the regular season does mean something because based how you do in the playoffs is usually based on what your record is in the regular season. Yeah, I mean, that goes into it. The King on Twitch says the NBA season doesn't start until after the midseason tournament. <laughs> I can't. I'm excited for wow, that. that that's happening. What were you going to say? I know. I've just been really vocal that I don't really put a whole lot of stock in the NBA or even follow it super closely until later in the season, right when those top teams are kind of jockeying for playoff position. But I think I can peg an actual date. I think you can go and look at April 1st, April Fool's Day, because it fools you into watching the NBA. <laughs> that's what happens on April Fool's Day? Well, is it? Well, it used to be opening day. Uh, for baseball, now they start in March, which I think is too early. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, look, it's an 82 game se- season, the NBA. But it's you know we think of baseball. I say this matter. all the time. We think of baseball, how long it is, and it's isn't the same thing. Oh man, do Brewer games really matter in May and June? The Brewer season starts in August and September. Well, how many times here now in the la- in this last three years of the Brewers being good, where where you could go back and say, man, if there's only if they had one more win. They would have been the division champs last year. Maybe things would have been differently. Uh, three years ago, if they had one more win, maybe they would have been the wild card. Now, two years ago, it didn't matter. They got home field advantage uh, in, in the playoffs. But, you know, you think about 162 games, and we say that all the time. That's too long. Baseball's too long. Well, the Brewers have gone down to the final weekend of the season two of the last three years. That's 162 games. The Bucks basically play half of that. Well, so I get here's it. what the NBA gets right, though, is they actually have a series in the playoffs for the best team. Why do you got to play one game if you're in baseball if you're a wild card? I mean, agreed. Like, Com- that, that's so dumb. I mean, I, I like it, but it's dumb. That, that, that's why one. That's why the regular season means more in baseball is because you don't – who would want to leave their fate up to one game in the playoffs when at least if you're an eight seed – I don't know, wild card, obviously, but if you're an eight seed in the NBA, you still get a full series to play against the one seed. You don't, it's, or, you know, or if you're a seven True. versus a two, you know what I'm saying? But that's where it goes both ways to me is like, you're right, and it's goofy in baseball, but in the NBA, what it does is like, could you really see an eight seed beating well, the Bucks four times? Like, yeah, I, when you get to the conference finals and it's one versus two, maybe it seemed like the Raptors can rise up, but do you really think. Like in the NFL, we love it because we think that the Packers as a wild card team won three road games. The equivalent of that would be like the eight seed in the NBA. That'd be like the Magic taking out the Bucks, then the Sixers, then the Celtics in the the NBA playoffs. That's never going to happen. The wild card in baseball where it's the one game playoff would essentially be in basketball like the eight versus a nine in a pigtail one game to see who gets to uh, go play the one seed. Well, Essentially, you, you and Adam Silver meeting to change some rules here. No, I don't have the knowledge <laughs> on playoff drafting to uh, <laughs> speak on good terms with him. But uh, 
that that's basically what it would be. It's like a play-in game into the the actual field. And the Brewers honestly would have been I think if you're a Brewer fan, you'd have preferred if every single level of the playoffs was a one-game playoff because the Brewers didn't have the starting pitching to match well, yeah, up with. Now you're changing all the rules and living in some dream world. Yeah. For I, I don't think the Brewers could have gotten – they definitely yeah, couldn't have okay. gotten past the Nationals in a five-game series or a seven-game okay, series. Their best shot was that, to beat them in one game. We're, we're back to the NBA playoff or the NBA well, when it starts. Yeah, like – but. Okay, could I could one team could a bad team maybe beat the Bucks once? Yeah. I mean the whole like are the Bucks going to be in trouble if they play the 76ers you have to play them four or seven type times or no. would you rather it be like you'll find out who and by the way you can't complain if they did like the Raptors were better. Like you, you can't say the Bucks not making the NBA finals was a fluke. Like if the Packers get home field advantage this weekend and a wild card Viking or Seahawk team comes into Lambeau and wins in round two and it's 17-16 and at some bizarre ending, you could say, well, that was a fluke. If the Bucks lose four straight games to the 76ers in the playoffs like they did last year to the, the Raptors, you're not going to say that we got screwed or we that was a fluke. Mm-hmm. That's where the, so that's my point of the NBA, like, which is so, I like the whole I, NBA, it's like, it's a paradox because everybody says the regular season doesn't matter. We love the NBA playoffs. Well, the playoffs are all predicated on what you do in the regular season. So shouldn't the True. regular season in the NBA matter almost as much, if not more? No. Because you were setting your – well, hang on, but you're setting yourself up for what you get in the playoffs, and we just basically determined that no under, no lower seeds ever win in the playoffs I because mean, it's a best of seven. Obviously, it matters for – Playoff seeding, but if you're a good team, like if the Bucks were a one, two, three, or a four seed, does it really matter? Does it matter? I, that's a good question. Does, does it matter to no, you? No, it doesn't. It doesn't to me. The Bucks, they have the like. It, you could make the case that yeah, playoff seeding helps for home court advantage, yada yada yada. But the Bucks, the Bucks are the best team in the NBA. Like they could take, they could take, they could start doing load management and resting Giannis for the rest of the year, and they'd still be a beast out in the playoffs. It's just. The NBA regular season has lost a lot of meaning. What, what, hell, what is it down, Nelson, for the viewership? It was like roughly dying. 25%. Like, all, no one cares. That's why know. they came up with that in-season tournament or whatever you speak of. Like, if the regular season really mattered, why are they trying to do now a mid-season tournament? No, I hear you. And, and, and you're probably, that's what I said, you're probably right. Well, I, you're not probably right. You're definitely right. The ratings speak it out. I mean, they're, again, I go back, it's hilarious. The two years ago, when the war on football and everybody is just the You want to see NBA players play hard? You put a one-on-one tournament in the middle of the season, winner gets a shoe deal in China. <laughs> You're going to see who wants to play. Hey, speaking of deals, for his return to Seattle, this is broke. Marshawn Lynch will make $60,588 in Week 17, plus whatever the playoff share ends up being, plus his share of online sales of two T-shirts. One says, Unfinished Business. And the other one says back in action. Oh, I'm sure they're going to sell a crap load of Marshawn Lynch shirts. Uh, Marshawn Lynch makes 60 large for one week for of work. For days worth, for nights worth of work. And he's probably going to carry the ball, what, a dozen times maybe yeah. Sunday night? How good shape do you think he came oh in Oh, my too? God. There's no Skittles way. There's no away. way that guy's in shape. Our legend is always with us on Thursdays. The it's real babe. Packer and Center. The Babe Ruth of sports football coverage. It's Rob Reichel of Forbes.com. What's up, Robbie? I gotta spend more time with you guys. I, I, I never feel better about myself than when I hang up the phone with you. Hey, it's, hey. It's just, 
That's it, what, it's the best. It's the best part of my Thursday. You're okay. you're our babe, Robbie. God love you both. <laughs> How's Christmas, man? Ah, uh, terrific, terrific. Yeah, we we did both sides, so as you know, it's a lot of running around. That's the worst, of, isn't it? Yeah, I I have I have uh, made the case to stay home one of these. Years. Yeah, Rob, what would you rather do, I, run around like that or host? Probably run around a little bit. Evo hosting is a lot of work. Yeah, and 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 there are times where it's tough to get people out of your house. I know. It's where, like get the hell out of my house. Yep. Where at least if you're at somebody else's house and, and you have the car keys, it's it's always it's always you know up, up to you when when you want to make a run for the exits, right? R- so Robbie. Overall, overall terrific. Uh, very very blessed and back to the uh, back to the grind today. The so. worst is when people are at your house and it's that awkward silence. There's like there's a long silence and you're like, all right, this is your cue for you to leave, and then they just crack another drink. Ooh. Quarter to nine, it's oh. quarter to eleven, whatever time. Like, yeah. See, Rob and Evo, I'll tell you guys, you got to have predetermined things. Like we had uh, Star Wars movie tickets at seven thirty, so I just told all the fam, you know, around six six thirty, I'm like, party's over. Uh, we got to go, even though we really didn't, but we kind of did because now there's a bar, you know, at the movie theater. So of course I got to go have a cocktail before the movie, Rob. So it was just 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 perfect. You know, at six thirty, I say, "Oh, we got to get to the movie theater. Everyone's got to get their ass out of my house." So it just yeah, worked out perfect. Genius. That's just genius. My father had a line yesterday that he said he was going to start using, where he said, "Hey, honey, it's time to go. Why don't we go to bed? It's time for the people to leave." So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Rob, is it uh, is it time uh, for you know the uh, Seahawks to leave where they win Sunday night and, and gift Packers home field advantage, uh, assuming we can beat the Lions, which obviously I want to talk about that game, but first. Uh, how much stock do you put in, you know, the Marshawn Lynch coming back, Seattle 12th man, trying to play for that? I mean, because you think about this game, not only does it benefit the Packers, how crazy is this? The winner could potentially be the one seed. The loser could be the sixth seed. I mean, talk about just a complete flip of your playoff fate for the winner and loser of this game between Seahawks and 49ers. Yeah, that's what's wild about the NFC, Joey, is you know we, we know the six teams, right? But just the order is, is so convoluted right now in terms of, of how it's going to go. I, I just, from Seattle's perspective, again, I think I mentioned this Tuesday. I mean, if I'm starting a franchise today in some order, it's, it's Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Russell, right? Um, those, those are the three guys I want. So Seattle's got a, a fighter's chance anytime it takes the field with, with Russell Wilson under center. But the way they've just been absolutely decimated at the running back position, I mean, can they get more than eight or ten carries out of Marshawn Lynch um, come Sunday night? I mean, maybe, I, I, I guess at this point, what, what's the harm in giving it to him 20 times? But they're so thin now at that position. Um, I, I guess the good thing from a Green Bay, a Packer Nation perspective, guys, is that San Francisco's defense hasn't come close in the last month to looking like the unit uh, that, that uh, held Green Bay to eight points and, and rendered that offense virtually null and void. Uh, what was that week? Week twelve or week thirteen? And and so maybe Seattle's going to have a chance to put up 27, 30 points, much like they did in that game in in San Francisco earlier in the year, guys. And, and like you said, Joel, that home field advantage, that crowd is 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 worth more than a field goal. If if three points is, is what Vegas gives in, in an average home field Sunday. It's got to be four or five, doesn't it, in Seattle? So um, I, I expect that to be a field goal game late, one way or the other, guys. I, I expect Seattle to be to be in it right until the end. And, and obviously, 
you know, if Green Bay goes ahead and takes care of business against the Lions like everybody expects they will, um, everyone in, in Wisconsin and every Packer fan around the country will be pulling extremely hard for Seattle come Sunday night. So it, it, sh- it should be a ton of fun come Sunday, guys. And then we get to the other side of the equation. That's obviously the game in Detroit. And, you know, I always feel like, you know, you, you always have that uneasy feeling, Rob, going into that, even years when the Lions are down and the Packers are up. That being said, is this the year where you can't even do that because Detroit is so bad and so talk about decimated with injuries? And I think they, they kind of tapped out weeks ago. I mean, do you see any thought of the Lions trying to rise up and play spoilers or with a third-string quarterback, third string basically at every position, there's just nothing the Lions can offer up to the Green Bay on Sunday. Yeah, and then you throw in the fact, Joe, it certainly doesn't behoove them to go ahead and win the football game, does it, from a draft perspective. You know, they, they, they don't want to get to, what would it be, 4-11-1 versus 3-12-1. They'll, they'll fall a couple of spots in all likelihood if, if that happens. So, uh, you know, the only concern, I think, from Green Bay's perspective but I, I i'm assuming guys this is league wide it's just that this is such a unique work week uh for the packers right you play the game monday night in essence you have tuesday and wednesday off you're back at it today i know LaFleur brought his coaching staff in yesterday at noon and, and had them prepare the rest of uh the rest of the day they, they had the, the morning with their families and and then it was just kind of back to the grind for them but from a player's perspective you throw in the fact guys that they've really had what it'll be the better part of 60 hours off, I guess, by the time they get to the building right about now, or a bunch of them I'm sure are in. And, and now you, uh, you know, you, you just have a unique work week. Like you said, Joe, though, it's, it's the perfect team on the schedule when, when you do have a goofy work week like this. Um, again, D- Detroit is decimated across the board injury wise, no Matthew Stafford, which is obviously the, the, the biggest loss that, that they have there. The wideouts are still a little bit dangerous, Joe. Those guys can hurt you. But with a third-string quarterback throwing the ball, the way Green Bay got after Cousins on Monday night with the five sacks, the three-and-a-half from, from Zedarius, makes you think that Blau won't have a whole lot of time to throw the football. I, you know, at the end of the day, Joe, I, I would think this is something like 33-10, give or take. I, I would think Green Bay in a, in a mini route. But, you know, Green Bay hasn't made a lot of games easy this year. You guys know that. Uh, games you would expect, like Washington, to be a one-sided route and a, you know, kind of a blowout. It really hasn't followed the script you would have expected or we would have expected when we talked every Thursday. So, so anything and everything is obviously possible with this football team. But, but I don't expect the Lions to be hanging around real long come Sunday, guys. Robbie, I'm looking at uh, your uh, Twitter profile here at Rob Reichel. You got a nice little Packers article about the defense you just released. Packers allowed just, what, 12.8 points in the last four games outside of Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith, who has also been a bright spot of this Packers defense. Well, I mean, Kenny Clark slumped a little bit, guys, in midseason, but he's closing the year again with just just like gangbusters, and, and they're going to have to get something figured out with him this offseason because you don't want him to get to the final year of, of his contract. He's, you know, he, he's, to me, the second most important player on that defense, and probably the second most valuable this year. I, I would say Zedarius is number one and, and Preston is number three. Um, and, and they're going to have young guys coming up that, you know, it, it, it makes sense here to get Kenny Clark done uh, this, this particular offseason. So I, it, it kind of starts with him after the two Smith brothers. I would say evil. You know, Kevin King has played better in the last month. I, I'm still always skeptical because teams have, have picked on him at times this year, but, 
you know, but, but he's probably an above average number two corner. Jair Alexander's an above average number one corner. I, I know guys like Amari Cooper have, have ate him up and Julio ate him up a year ago, but, but at the end of the day, you, you feel pretty good uh, most of the time when you match him up against various people. Uh, Evo, Dean Lowry has closed the year extremely strong. Yeah, big Dean. High level football. I, I absolutely love Dean Lowry and, and what he gives that group. And, you know, I, I know he's got a lot of flaws and warts, and Packer Nation loves to bang on him for his, his, his inability to cover and his speed and this and that. But Blake Martinez is still a tackling machine, guys, and, and, he, and he's one hell of a football player. Is, is, he, is, he an, is he a Pro Bowl linebacker? Is he an All-Pro? Probably not, but, he, but, he, but he's a really solid guy who's on the field virtually every snap, so he's playing extremely well. And, and even if people delve into that story a little bit, you know, I, I draw the comparisons. It, it's the best defense they're going to bring to the playoffs since 2010, and we all know what happened there. It's, it's, it's the best defense since the 09 and 10 seasons. The 09, they went out in, in a shootout in Arizona. Obviously, they got hot and won it in 2010 when the defense played extremely well through the whole postseason. And, and that's how this defense is headed to the playoffs. Now, whether that's a little bit of a mirage, guys, because the last four games have, have been, what, Giants, Redskins, Bears, uh, and Vikings. The Vikings are really the only oh, the only high-end offense out of that group. Um, it, it, it makes you wonder a little bit. But what they did the other night, guys, to Minnesota, I think kind of made a believer out of me and a lot of people out there that they weren't just piling up big numbers against garbage offenses. That was that was a terrific offense on their field, on their turf, and uh, Green Bay absolutely took it to them. So there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of reason for optimism, guys, with the playoffs, what, for Green Bay in all likelihood two and a half weeks away. Visiting with our uh, Packer Insider, Rob Reichel, Forbes.com. Uh, it was going to lead me right in my next question, Robbie, and it was exactly that, that, you know, before the Viking game, I think a lot of the national and even in Packer Nation thought was, this team, it's a great season, but they're not at that level of the elite teams. So that being said, if they win Sunday and if Seattle does win and, and gives the Packers the home field advantage, does that change? Does Green Bay then become, in the, the public's eye, the favorite to win the NFC? Or do you still think those will say they're still not ready for a postseason run? It's going to be Drew Brees. It's going to be that 49er complete team. It's going to be Russell Wilson. Like, do you think it, the, the model, the momentum shifts if, if the road to the, the Super Bowl runs through Lambeau? Um, I, I think without question, Joe, and, and not just that, that win the other night, giving themselves the first-round bye and making sure that first playoff game will be a Lambeau. And really, guys, as, as wild and wacky as the NFC is, they could easily be the number two seed and still not have to leave Lambeau, right? I mean, it would not shock me at all if, you know, if the lowest remaining wild card let's just say it's a Seattle or somebody like that um, goes to San Francisco and wins, even if San Francisco beats Seattle uh, come Sunday night. I did a thing, guys, at, at Forbes.com the other day where I broke down the last 25 years of Super Bowl participants, so that's 50 teams total, obviously, and, and people can go and look at the numbers there, but, but 26 of the teams that have been in the Super Bowl uh, in the last 25 years, so 26 of the 50 participants are number one teams. So it certainly behooves Green Bay to jump into that one spot. But I think, Joe, it was something like another 15 or so were number two seeds or 12 or, or whatever the number was. So, you know, 24%, give or take, are, are number two seeds as well. So the overwhelming majority of Super Bowl participants, it's about 80%, guys, uh, wind up being number one or number two seeds. So as long as Green Bay goes to Detroit, takes care of business, 
has a has a first round bye, has a first round home playoff game, their chances to reach the Super Bowl jump dramatically. So yes, Joe, I, I think the narrative changed uh, uh, 180 degrees or at least 90 degrees on Monday night when they went to Minnesota and won. I think everybody was saying, well, they're a nice 11 and three team. They don't have a signature win yet. This and that, blah blah blah. And they went and they took they kind of checked all those boxes, guys. On, on Monday night with that win in Minnesota. I think now people view them as extremely legit. Um, I view them that way, guys, and, and I certainly had my doubts leading into that Viking game. I think I told you last week or the, the last time we had talked, I certainly expected Minnesota to win that game. So I, I was certainly surprised uh, with what transpired on Monday night. Green Bay obviously wasn't, and now the Packers have put themselves in a spot, guys, where you know anything and everything suddenly becomes possible. For them. Robbie, play along with me here. So home field advantage for the Packers would behoove them, you know, to make a run. You think that this defense is as good as the 2010 team that won on a Super Bowl run. Let's say the Packers do get to a Super Bowl and have to face the Baltimore Ravens. Is that defense legit enough to contain Lamar Jackson? Well, there's a lot of ifs before we get to that, isn't there? Just play along with me, Robbie. We'll, 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 we'll just play along. You know, Evo, I don't know how many defenses out there can slow, stop, and contain him. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I think round two, Bill Belichick's going to get him. And I, I think I think if Green Bay makes the Super Bowl, um, they'll see either Kansas City or New England because mm. I would never bet against Belichick in a rematch against uh, a, a player like a Lamar Jackson. He's, he had him earlier in the year. I'm, I'm sure he's found one or two cracks in the armor somewhere, and, and, I, and Belichick has been a lot of people's kryptonite. But let's just assume that that, that is this year's Super Bowl evil. Um, I, 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 again, I, I haven't watched and studied enough tape and film yet to have any idea what they could do to slow down Jackson. They'd obviously have to spy him, probably with somebody other than Martinez. Maybe Raven Green is back by that point in time, guys. Oh, I forgot about Raven Green. And he could, he could wind up being that spy. Otherwise, I really think you've got to spy him with a safety. The problem is Baltimore has three really good tight ends, um, and, and they could each alive in that part of the game. You're going to have to find a way, if you play them, Evo, to get into the 30s, I would think, certainly the high 20s. And, and I think Green Bay's defense is playing at an extremely high level. Um, but, but Jackson's still so good, guys, and, and you know that. Mm. He's going to get 100 yards with his feet. He's going to scramble around long enough to throw for 250-plus. So he's going to account for 350-plus yards anytime you see him in a football game. And you're going to have to find a way to probably get between 27 and 34 to win that game. That becomes the greatest question. Can Green Bay's offense do that probably uh, if, if those two teams beat in the Super Bowl? I would think Evo, if those teams are in the Super Bowl, the Ravens are, are probably about a six-point favorite. Well, and I told Evo this, Rob, I'll tell you the same thing. That's going to be a great topic for the three of us when we're on Radio Row, we're at South Beach having a mojito <laughs> Uh, in our in our board shorts and our our uh, Hawaiian shirt, smoking a cigar, having yeah. a mojito, having that topic of, or, or how are we going to slow down Lamar Jackson in the Super Bowl? So I really look forward to having that chat, the three of us on the beach in Miami in uh, in early February. Having it on the beach, having it on Radio Row, having it <laughs> running all around South Beach all week long. Yep, yeah. that'll. That, that, that'll be a wonderful conversation for the two of us to have for, for the month and a half we moved down to Miami, right? Beautiful. All right, uh, Packers uh, trending around 13, 13 and a half. Uh, is the only question, Rob, not do the Packers win? Do they cover? How do you see it playing out Sunday at Ford Field? Yeah, I think they win and cover, Joe. Um, what did I say before? 33-10, I'll, I'll, I'll stay with that. I, I think they take care of business early. 
and by about you know 10, 12, 15 minutes left in the football game, Lafleur gets in Timmy Boyle and, and the rest of the backups. I I expect this to be a pretty easy one, guys. The, the one thing I'll say that that Green Bay has really had the last month, guys. They, they've been locked in. They, they've been remarkably focused with some of these games. So, so even though I kind of mentioned the odd work week uh, earlier in the earlier in the segment, I I think I think they'll overcome that, guys. And and I think that was a pretty easy day. Again, Detroit with nothing to play for, Green Bay with everything to play for. So I expect a Packer route. Thank you, brother. Thanks, we'll uh, be following along at Forbes.com, my friend. All right, guys. Uh, start looking at uh, airfare and, and where we want to stay in, in Miami. Yep, I got you my mom. You know, I got my mom on it. We'll get some some Middleton travel flights for the three of us. It's going to be one hell of a week uh, down in Miami in February. All right, nice work there, Mr. Miller. Have a great day. <laughs> Thank, you, you, Thank you, buddy. There he is, Rob Reichel, our Packer insider. Not to give too much of the movie away, but I have no worry that Nelson will ever watch the movie, Ebo. No. no. Uh, could Nelson's new nickname be Babu Frick? <laughs> I like Babu. I love Babu. Babu is the man. Not as cool as Baby Yoda, but Babu is cool. Uh, I, I think Babu. You could. Nelson has got. Doesn't Nelson kind of remind you of Babu Frick? He totally does. Hey, Babu Frick. Very uh, handsome, like badass. I mean, he, he, he reset. Described as I would say he's man. badass. He, he, he cracked C-3PO's code, not to he get did. too many spoilers. But, uh, Nelson, a lot of physical similarities between you and Babu Frick. Agree. <laughs> totally agreed. So, I instantly I saw when I the first thing I thought of when Babu Frick popped on You're scene like, was, that's my dog, Nelly. I thought of um, the one scene I thought of you, Miller, when the Emperor said, do it. That was amazing. It was amazing. That was just straight. I, a lot of people thought that, you know, the Emperor didn't have a place in it. You know, where where's he been now? Why, why did he wait till the last movie? I didn't care. As soon as he dropped the do it, do I, it. It, it brought me back to my childhood and Return of the Jedi. And I get... Here's the problem. Here's our real quick, uh, not to try and give too much of the movie away, because I know... I want to ask a question on air, too, but I can't. Yeah, here's, here's the thing. Because all the reviews are negative and people are freaking out. It's not a bad movie. Here's the thing. No, it's, it's entertaining. Com- it's competing with history. And every Star Wars movie, and by the way, Disney, which bought it from George Lucas for like a billion, you know, they're, they're not going to stop making movies because they want to get their money back. Yeah, of course. Here's the problem. Every single movie they ever make will always be in the shadows of Star Wars A New Hope. Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Oh, of the movie that I saw last night wasn't a bad movie. The movie I saw last night couldn't carry the jockstrap of Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi, and that's okay. And that's okay. It's that doesn't mean it's a bad movie. And everybody's saying this is me. Like my son was like pissed about it because he's like, "How can that be the final thing after I saw Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes?" I'm like, "Son, like you just said it yourself. Yeah. Nothing will ever compare to a New Hope." Empire Strikes Back. It's the greatest movie trilogy of all time. So you have to go to that. It's like the same thing when you go to the Avengers. You just gotta lose yourself about in game and all. You know, like you can't ever compete with the best ones. Like, yeah, obviously Disney is gonna church it up a little bit and never gonna be as cool as the original three. But will anything ever live up to a new hope? No, Empire Strikes Back, Jedi. At least we also have the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is Mandalorian's awesome. If you haven't seen it yet. Watch it. I just tweeted out something, Miller. I don't want to say it on air, but look at my tweet about Rise of Skywalker. It's a spoiler, so I can't say it on air. That's my biggest question leaving the movie, is who banged one individual? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But he didn't think about You have to go way back to the Revenge of the Sith 
He didn't always look like that. He was a normal person at one point. <laughs> True. So, but the I thought the same thing. But if you also go back to Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, yeah, he's a strapping man. He, he was a he was a good man. looking. He was a he was a silver fox. Yeah. So that's how. But I thought, dude, the, the same special thing. effects were sick though. Like the seeing some of the lightsaber fights were sick oh, as hell. Oh, dude, I thought it was a great movie. Again, it's only bad when you try and compare it to Return of the Jedi or Empire Strikes Back. If you try and compare it to that, it's an embarrassment of a movie. Right. If you just st- if that movie on its own merit, a standalone movie, Rise of Skywalker is a good movie. If you put it up against Empire Strikes Back, Rise of Skywalker is like a minus two to the Empire Strikes Back's ten. Dude, but it, so is every movie yeah. ever made. And if I'm a kid watching the series, they're sweet. They're cool. Yeah. I want a Babu Frick for you know my birthday coming up or something. You know, Babu That's Frick what Nelson's already bought his Christmas or his Halloween costume. Babu Frick is that dude. How cool is that I thought Babu guy? Frick was great. Same. So anyway, there's my quick take on Rise of Skywalker. I get why people are pissed. What would you rate it? I, I say... It's a seven or an eight on a standalone movie. As a Star Wars movie, it's like a four. But that's the thing. You can't compare. I give it a six. Like, but on like what as a Star scale? Wars. Like, I would give it for the for the new ones. For the new ones, I think it's my least favorite, but it's still good. That, I mean, nah, it's, it's it's a good movie. So it's still better than the Joker, is what I'm gathering. Oh, I I believe it's better than the Joker. Yes, that's it's compl- such a different. It's completely different. That's impossible it's completely- to compare. Uh, no, I thought it was a good movie, but I get why people are pissed. But here's the thing. If you're pissed, you're just setting yourself up for failure. Because just know when you walk into that theater, if you haven't seen it yet, it has zero chance of being as good as any of the first three. There's just no chance. It, nothing can top those three movies ever again in film. But that doesn't mean it can't be a good movie. Yeah, and I thought it was a good movie. And yeah. I thought it was entertaining. And I thought they paid some some good tributes to the old I think they could have done more with it, but again, you're 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 competing against like impossibleness. It'd be a tough task to do, but we still have the originals. You can still watch them. Rise yes. of Skywalker. I still would say, if you're a Star Wars fan, definitely see it. You have to see it. You have to have finality and closure on yep. the whole thing. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. So we uh, started the show uh, talking about the Packers and how it maybe to some people feels differently because what Ebo sense. I won't give it the 2009 wild card game and that bizarre overtime shootout with the, the Cardinals and the Packers because that was year one of Aaron Rodgers. It was a brand new thing. Even year two of the playoffs, which was the Super Bowl, I don't think anybody had Super Bowl or bust expectations to start that season, and certainly when they snuck in as the last wild card team. But since 2011, when they went 15-1 and and had home field advantage, I maintain every year for the last eight up until this year, and I'm even including two years of no playoffs, I still believe the general consensus from Packer Nation was it was Super Bowl or bust. And I think for the first time in nine years, that wasn't the case to start this season. Do you agree or disagree agree, with that com- statement? I agree completely. I didn't. I think the goal was just to have a 500 record in my, in, in my But do eyes. you agree that for the last eight, even yes. the two that they didn't make yes. the playoffs? Because you look at how the season started. The expectation was still to make the playoffs those seasons, right? Yeah. I still, even when Brett Hundley was in, I still thought that this is before he played a, a meaningful game, but I still thought that the Packers could make the playoffs and go for a Super Bowl run of Aaron Rodgers coming back. Didn't you think that? 100%. And then we saw Brett Hundley play and we're like, oh my God. Statistically, not great. We're not going to make the playoffs. No, but coming into this. Those other seasons, yeah, I thought, even Mike McCarthy's last year, I'm like, this is a Super Bowl or bust season. You have Aaron Rodgers. Why wouldn't you think that? You have a Super Bowl winning coach. You have a Super Bowl winning quarterback. 
you have the pieces there to do it. So we thought. And then you saw it all unfold. You're like, my God, Ted Tom- top to bottom needed to change. I didn't think there'd be this quick of an improvement though for the Packers. Nelson, did you do you believe that from the the year after the Super Bowl, so from every year from 2011 up until the start of this season, was the expectation to make the Super Bowl from Packer fans? Oh, 100%. I think the the goal was to win like 10 of them. Wasn't it? Didn't you think you, they could win one every year with McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers that at least had a shot? Yes. And uh, I feel like I felt that way probably every year, including going into last season. So, and I complete both of you, I completely agree with, by the way. So now you get to the start of this season, and I don't think, which is where we get to this Twitter poll, uh, the expectations is it still Super Bowl or bust, or just at this point, happy to be in the playoffs. It's a very close vote, 53-47, happy to be in the playoffs is leading. Uh, but do you think then, Ebo, obviously to go back to the start of this season, to what Nelson just said, that that wasn't the case for the first time in nine years? I mean, did you think it was? I didn't think it was. I didn't think we'd we had one guy calling today that claims. Yeah, and Paul. I don't know why he would lie. So good for you, Paul. We had one guy who says he had a bet that they would go thirteen and three, and he's got it written down that he can verify it. Had, so we have one guy, I think, out there that picked him to go thirteen had, and three. Look at the history of the of the entire history of the Green Bay Packers organization. No first year head coach had ever been above. 500, no first-year head coach had gone to the playoffs, no first-year head coach had a winning seat. Like, it, it, the history behind it of one of the oldest franchises in sports had never had it done. And you get Matt LaFleur, a guy who'd never been a head coach, who many thought was going to get fired uh, from the Titans. As He'd only OC. been an offensive coordinator for like yeah. two years. Yep. And the fact that and Aaron Rodgers isn't even playing that good, the fact that the Packers are 12-3 and three and possibly could be the one seed is just, crazy. you can't fathom it. So, obviously, you change your, your expectations on the fly. You know, you reevaluate. Yeah, now, now you've got to say Packers should be winning the Super Bowl. But at the time, at the time, like preseason, week one, there's no way anyone thought this, besides Paul at the Grumpy Troll. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I ever thought I would ever say this, but if the Packers don't continue to, to win and win in the divisional round, the championship, NFC championship round, and then make it to the Super Bowl, I'm fearing that the reason why they wouldn't is because of Aaron Rodgers and how average he's been. I mean, it's I, I don't see it, but I think that's definitely it's definitely worth considering. Uh, 608-321-1670. Again, the question, uh, do you still say Super Bowl or bust, or do you say, nope, for the first time in a decade, it's playoffs or bust? It was, yeah, after that Super Bowl, every single year of six straight playoffs after the first two, or maybe it wasn't. Certainly the last six years of the McCarthy-Rodgers run. And then what would have been year nine in a row, they certainly, I think, would have made the playoffs. They were 3-1. and one. Rodgers looked like an MVP candidate. Uh, they were they had the best record in the NFL, then the collarbone, and then it collapses. So they were certainly, I think, a Super Bowl contender to start that season. And then last year, what was the whole shtick, Evo? We got our guy back. Yep. We were we, we would have won it two years ago if not for the damn cheap shot by Anthony Barr and the Vikings. Well, yep. now we got our savior back. Everything's going to go back to normal. So, of course, we're going to be a Super Bowl team. So, everybody thought last year, including me, I bought into it. Hey, McCarthy's back. I think he should be back. I think he knows, though, if he doesn't make the playoffs this year, he's probably not going to be back. That was another reason why. I thought McCarthy being on the hot seat would benefit the Packers last year. I thought they would rally around that and make the playoffs because McCarthy is a liked guy and had been here a long time. I thought that would help them last year. Yeah, and it turned out that nothing 
what? Nothing could have helped the Packers last year. What could have helped the Packers last year? Uh, Maybe Dr. Phil to do a little intervention with yeah. the relationship between McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers. I don't I mean, they, I don't they think were anything would help. Nothing, nothing. They were injured. I mean, he, McCarthy well, Rodgers had, was injured. Maybe, maybe Khalil Mack not crippling Aaron Rodgers the first week of the season. Maybe. Yeah, maybe he was. Maybe Rodgers shouldn't have been playing. Maybe the thought of how bad it was two years ago without him and nobody, no one could justify having Aaron Rodgers miss a second year in a row with injury. And maybe he shouldn't have been playing last year. Maybe McCarthy shouldn't have been brought back. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't matter at this point. It's no. in the past. I'm just saying it clearly, I was, I mean, we were all wrong. I mean, like I felt really good about the Packers last year. I felt like that team was going to win 11, 12 games. Rodgers and McCarthy would beast out and everything, the status quo would be back to normal in Green Bay. And it was and, one of the worst seasons in 20 years. So how could you say Super Bowl or bust this year? There's no way. No, there's no way. way. No, there's no. You, I don't even think you could say playoffs or bust to start I this season. I, didn't, there's, I thought they'd be happy to be 500. Even if you were nine and seven, like I said, seven and nine to nine and seven. Even if you were nine and seven, you're not making the playoffs this year if you're nine and seven. It was just maybe to have the Packers have a little hope, hope and a ray of light that maybe they could do it. Now they're 12 and three. Uh, 608-321-1670. Gavin, welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. Hey, boys. How are we doing this uh, uh, post-Christmas morning? Yes. Good, have a happy day after Christmas, yeah, How's your Gavin? Christmas, Gavin? Very good. And you, Ebo? It was good, man. I just I think I realized I forgot to respond back to you on Twitter. So, Merry Christmas oh, dude, to you, no too, worries. Gavin. A day late. My bad, brother. <laughs> no worries, brother. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you guys. Hope you had a good one. Hey, yeah, uh, to, the, to the Packers, guys, um, my expectation this year was 8-8, eight, 9-7. Eight, my hope was that uh, somehow we could get into the playoffs and – We've seen it a lot of times, right? If you just get in, and Joe, you always say it, um, anything can happen there. Um, obviously, expectations have changed now where the Packers are at. Huge Seahawks fan this weekend. I've uh, been saying it for a while, guys. I think the only road to the Super Bowl for the Packers goes through Lambeau. Um, but I think the expectation at this point has to be Super Bowl where they're at. Um, I think, it, you know, it's been a terrific year, guys. And, yes, we've had luck. Um but it's been so fun to watch it. But hasn't it hasn't it been frustrating to see Very. that Rodgers now we can see the decline. He's not where he was three or four years ago. But they've finally gone out and got those free agents that we've been clamoring for for years. And now that we have a defense, can you just imagine if we'd have been able to get have this defense with like a prime Aaron Rodgers? It, it's kind of it's kind of torturous. Yeah, but I was saying this earlier today's show. I was like, yeah, we got a defense now. If we can hang around, and we got to revamp the offense. But as you're revamping the offense, you also now have to find Aaron Rodgers' replacement. Uh yes. I mean, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say that I, if they drafted a quarterback, I not in the first round. I think that that piece is too valuable, and that's another piece you're gonna. You're gonna obviously going to be shooting for the Super Bowl again next year. But, you know, if they draft a guy in that second, third, fourth round and, and start to develop another guy, I mean, that's where they have to be, I think. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if, if, if you take this defense, guys, and you, and you pair that up with what was prime Rodgers three or four years ago, they, I mean, they would have just dominated teams. But, you know, that's, that's all uh, hearsay now. So um, I think expectation, guys, though, has to be Super Bowl at this point, and uh, go Seahawks. You guys have a good one. Take care. Thanks, Gavin. Thank, thank you, Gavin. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that would only be the road to the Super Bowl, but but certainly it it, it makes you, you know, our Packer instead of Rob Reichel said you'd probably have to put him as the favorite. I mean, I, I still would like my chances if you're the two seed 
You get a bye in the first round. You're home in round two. And let's just say the NFC Championship game is in Seattle or San Francisco. Yeah, you're an underdog. But for one Sunday, even if Rodgers is on the decline, one day, one show only, one time only, one game for Aaron Rodgers to turn back the clock and have a, a, a game of his life to get to a Super Bowl, I I, I would like my chances yeah, I mean, there. I would, I, I would like. Same. I would take that bet. I would also do that. 